0: Welcome to the Nutrigenomic Nation podcast with Brian Highfield, certified nutritionist, author, speaker, and founder of multiple successful companies in the health world. Brian is known for educating healthcare professionals and others on improving their health and their life through breakthroughs in nutrition, technology, and biochemistry. On the podcast, Brian interviews thought leaders in the world of nutrition and natural health. He and his guests share the secrets of a whole life natural approach to health and the life altering results you can get by making easy changes to your diet and daily routine. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of NutriGenomic Nation. So this is where we talk about nutritional based healthcare and technology and emerging trends related to your genetic health. And so today's episode, we have a very special guest. We have uh, Dr. Kelly Bay out of New York. So Dr. Bay, she received her Doctor of Chiropractic, her Master's in Human Nutrition, and a Bachelor of Science in General Studies, Natural Sciences, Mathematics, a lot of degrees here, Dr. Bay, <laughs> all from the University of Bridgeport. Uh, she has additional certifications a clinical, as a uh, Clinical Nutrition Specialist and Certified Dietitian Nutritionist. Dr. Bay has worked with various HIV nonprofit organizations providing functional protocols for HIV patients with various health issues such as diabetes, kidney disease, cardiovascular disease, and cancer. And in fact, Dr. Bay received an award for innovative functional um, medicine approaches aimed at improving the health status of HIV individuals. And I'm sure we'll be asking her about that. But first of all, welcome, welcome to Nutrigenomic Nation, Dr. Bay.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I want to do, I definitely want to talk about the HIV here in a little bit, but let's, uh, let's start with our listeners and let's just talk um, just some general nutrition and, and it's just overall health and how nutrition plays a role and, and how poor nutrition can really lead to disease processes. Can you just bring our listeners up to speed on just how uh, nutrition plays that critical role in our overall health?
1: Sure. Um, I actually think that nutrition is kind of the key to most chronic illnesses that we're experiencing today. I think uh, because it's not a really well-known subject, a lot of people just think it's important to eat healthy. And yeah, sure, that, that's great. You want to maintain a great weight, but they don't really understand the integral part that nutrition plays in so many processes in your body. I like to give the neurotransmitter example. So everyone knows about serotonin. It's the happy hormone. Uh You know, serotonin reuptake inhibitors are one of the most popular pharmaceuticals um, given by health professionals. And yet we don't really think about where serotonin comes from. And it's really made from the proteins that you eat in your food. And you need very specific vitamins and minerals to transform that protein into the usable uh, hormone serotonin. And when you don't have enough of those nutrients, you're not going to be very good at making it. So um, I think it's really interesting that nutritional status isn't really checked for something when people are having symptoms of depression or anxiety or even bowel changes, which serotonin is also involved in. Uh, because it can significantly impact you know, serotonin synthesis. And another thing to consider is you know, gut health, 80 to 90% of your serotonin is actually made in your gut. So if you have any kind of chronic gut problem, you know, you're going to, to have difficulty synthesizing serotonin just because of the inflammatory process. And then on top of that, if you're not eating a nutrient-dense diet or taking the supplements you need, You may not have the cofactors, the B vitamins and the uh, minerals that are needed to even make the serotonin. So nutrition is so integral for every function in your body that it can really impact things and lead to chronic disease. So I think it's... It's a really important thing, and I think the diabetes example is also mm-hmm. great because you know it's how you eat can directly cause insulin resistance and completely change your physiology to the point where you're sick. So, for a lot of these diseases, I believe that nutrition is the approach that's been ignored for quite some time.
0: Absolutely, and I agree. And and um, since we talk about genetics and our DNA uh, on this show. Let's get specific, let's talk about how these nutrients really interact with, with our DNA. How does, how does that process work and, and uh, you know, why is that important?
1: That is such an important topic and I'm really glad you brought it up. It's kind of, it's trendy right now too. It's, it's the idea of epigenetic expression. So your DNA, you have DNA, it's there, but the epigenetic idea is kind of more like um, how it's being expressed And you can influence uh, uh, phenotype expression through just environmental factors. So uh, if you're exposed to heavy metals, toxic chemicals, uh, smog, bad foods that cause inflammation, um, you don't sleep enough, these can all impact your epigenetic expression and can turn on certain genes or turn off certain genes, and depending on what you're exposed to, it can benefit you, or it can cause problems. So, like eating a very antioxidant-rich diet would, you know, hopefully encourage, you know, some epigenetic expression that would benefit your your body, your life. Whereas, if um, you know you're exposed to chemicals in your workplace, you only sleep four hours a day and you eat French fries for every meal and and bacon, you might have some problems because <laughs> the fire. Your- <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it's so I really love the the topic of epigenetics because I want people to understand the power that they have over their body. And just everyday choices really can influence things. And it's not about being perfect, but it's about being aware of the choices that you have and the impact that you can actually have on your cancer risk or your risk of diabetes or whatever it may be, just by understanding some basic epigenetics.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people, they they think that, well, you know, my DNA is who I am and it is what it is. It's been passed down by my ancestors and there's not much I can do about it. So if if I'm predisposed to some disease or some condition, that there's not much I can do about it. But what you're saying is, you know, we we can, we we do have the power, we do have some power over that.
1: (laughs) Yes, you're not your genes. It's, I actually, I, I talk about that so often because I think people do feel really discouraged sometimes. They're like, well, everyone in my family has had breast cancer and it's like, you are not your genes, you have control over your risk factors, and you may have a genetic predisposition, but you also have control over, you know, the kind of expression that your genes may have on your, your uh, disease risk. So it's a, it's a powerful thing, and I think it's important to kind of educate people on because it gives some of that control back.
0: No, and that, that is exciting stuff, and that should be a lot of good news for, for our listeners that as you said, it you, you are not your genes. You, you do have power uh, over that and that's, that's awesome. Now you're, you're in a clinical setting, you see a lot of patients, um, you help a lot of people there. Talk a little bit about some of the testing uh, that you do there to really determine what the, you know, really what the prognosis is and what the nutritional needs of that person uh, should be. Can you describe that for us?
1: So I use a lot of functional testing um, to kind of get to the bottom of how the physiology is really acting. And I do like to utilize genetic testing, but I've really gotten kind of away from it unless it's absolutely necessary because I find that getting functional testing that shows me how the physiology is really behaving will show me patterns that will tell me like, okay, this person probably has MTHFR, You know, they need methylated B vitamins uh, because, oh, look, their homocysteine is really high. And, oh, wait, it's really weird. They still, they have high blood levels of B12 because they can't transform it. So you get these pictures in a much more comprehensive fashion if you run functional testing that actually looks at what your body's doing. And it will show you patterns that show you might be getting a lot of this vitamin, but it's not the form you need because look, it's not getting into your cells. So I really utilize, I love Genova. Uh, They're a great lab. They do a lot of comprehensive tests. I think my favorite panel is like the ion with 40 amino acids because it just covers literally everything that could be going on. And I do find that frequently people with chronic, disease, with chronic fatigue syndrome or other chronic diseases, it's a lot of times there are these big holes in their nutrition or even weight loss. I've seen a lot of weight loss patients that's like, oh, they don't have any carnitine. Well, you can't burn fat without the carnitine shuttle. So if you don't have enough carnitine, yeah, of course you're not losing weight. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a metabolic problem. So Um, They're not standard tests and they're not covered by insurance most of the time, but they really look at states of physiology and you can really see what moment in time your body is in as far as like disease progress or even if you have no disease, you just have these big deficiencies that are starting to create symptoms that no one else can figure out. So that's the kind of testing that I usually go for.
0: And let's, um, and so in your introduction, I, I talked about, you know, you won to award, uh, doing a lot with the HIV community and really helping them. And and I think most people, you know, we don't, we don't hear a lot about HIV uh, that much in the news anymore. It's, it's you know, back in the 80s and 90s, you know, it was, it was a, a pretty intense topic. And um, I know there's been some advancement as far as some some drug treatments, but you've, Shown success in with nutrition and helping folks um, uh, who are who have tested HIV positive, but also that you know basically have a weakened immune system. So something else has also cropped up, and as far as their conditions inside their body, um, and and obviously you have had some success. So you know what what are you doing? What what's what's <laughs> what, you know that, that sounds exciting that there, there's hope for people with weakened immune systems with nutrition. So can you talk a little bit about
1: that? I'd love to. Um, so the HIV research I've done and work I've done is is really interesting because I've basically, when you have a chronic viral infection, you know, it's with the retroviruses specifically, not only do we have amazing therapies now, the antiretroviral drugs allow these patients to live really long, full lives, but uh, something to be considered is it also causes drug induced nutrient depletions. So um, just kind of addressing those as a first kind of thing to do is really uh-huh. important with a lot of HIV positive individuals and any person on lifelong uh, drug interventions. And then with a lot of these uh, patients, or you know, pretty much anyone with HIV, the virus itself kind of changes the epithelium of your uh, gastrointestinal tract. And makes it more, you know, uh, prone to injury, and you kind of have this perpetual leaky gut situation. So, and this is well documented. It's the dysbiosis that comes alongside with HIV. So, my approach with every single patient, everyone is different because they have different comorbidities, different situations, different eating habits. But as a general rule, addressing the gut is really important for those patients and. Just kind of giving support for someone who will have a perpetual leaky gut, and understanding that you know most of your immune system resides in the gut. So if you can get the gut to a good place and kind of like a a constant like better threshold, I've seen a CD4 count, which is uh, the immune cells that are really uh, harmed with HIV. They really can can get elevated with that approach. you can really improve cd4 count and that really is a big deal for uh, the immune system of HIV positive individuals because they're less susceptible to um, you know secondary infections which HIV kind of makes you susceptible to so that's my biggest approach and then also antioxidant defenses because um, as with any virus, you know your, your body's working overtime and draining antioxidant resources. And if you think about the inflammation as a fire, you really wanna support the water, which is the antioxidants to put that out. So high antioxidant intake, whether it be through diet and supplements is best in my opinion, and really addressing the gut can make a significant difference in the immune system of these individuals
0: let let's talk more about gut health because you know HIV aside, I mean everyone can can benefit from from a healthy gut and uh, I think you said it that um, you know most of our immune system starts with our microbiome, starts with inside of, of our gut. So um, I mean what can what, what should just the average person be doing to really improve their gut health and and is there any testing they should get to see? Um, exactly what they should be taking or what type of foods they should be eating?
1: So there is testing available, but the microbiome is a very um, complex thing and it's constantly changing. So I tend to kind of approach gut problems like I do the protocol first and the microbiome mapping afterwards because it's just so, so variable. But there are things in general that you can do to support your gut health. And I the biggest thing that I harp on all the time is pesticide use. So when you consume pesticides every day, which are in everything, I mean, it's contaminated in our drinking water. It's in you know the grass you walk on. It's in our face care products. It's in our food. And um, glyphosate, which is one of the most common ones, The whole argument from Monsanto is that, well, it doesn't harm human cells. It only harms uh, cells with this one pathway, the shikimate pathway, and it kills them, but it doesn't kill human cells. But what does have the shikimate pathway is every microbe in your gut microbiome. So every time you're exposed to any kind of glyphosate pesticide, you're devastating your human microbiome. And uh, your microbiome, you know, helps you make neurotransmitters, helps you with metabolic health, helps you make nutrients. So I think having, um, you know, making an effort to eat organic foods, natural products is one of the biggest things that you can do for your gut microbiome. You can further proliferate your gut microbiome by eating a really dense, uh, nutrient dense, diverse diet, like grabbing foods you wouldn't normally buy. Like, you don't know what that fruit is, buy it, eat it. Do it a couple times a week. It'll proliferate all the good guys, you know, eating sources of probiotic um, foods like sauerkraut, um, you know, kimchi, whatever it is, and then prebiotic foods like asparagus, uh, leeks chicory whatever it may be all those things help but if you're going to be drinking alcohol eating tons of sugar and eating lots of pesticide ridden foods you know you're going to have a hard time maintaining a healthy gut microbiome so uh, i think that removing the bad guys first is is the first step in my opinion
0: <laughs> good good advice okay? <laughs> Get rid of the bad guys and more of the good guys. So I think that's advice yeah. for for everyone. So that those are some great ideas uh, for people to look more into if you're not getting enough of those types of foods. That um, you know, put the French fries down and and uh, grab some more fruit and uh, some of those good foods that, that you mentioned there. That's awesome. So you were talking about some pathways earlier, and, and you were talking about it in a negative sense in terms of of these chemicals. But also, there's pathways in our body that we can activate through nutrition to um directly affect some of our dna for example uh nrf2 i know is one that you and i talked about before Uh, can you describe for our listeners just how do these pathways work in the body and and we're, we're so we're so immense in drug companies telling us that we need a drug to activate something in our body to affect our dna but as we talked about before we can do something similar using nutrition can you talk a little bit about that
1: Yeah, so the NRF2 pathway and NRF1 are really interesting pathways because they basically control these proteins that increase your antioxidant production. So, the NRF2 in particular, um, when it's activated, basically makes your body make its internal antioxidants. An example that I think most people know is glutathione. So, it really increases your glutathione production pretty significantly which means you're better equipped to deal with infections, inflammation, any insult. So um, this can be influenced through many, many different uh, nutritional pathways. I think my favorite thing to use to kind of encourage uh, that pathway is sulforaphane. Which is really abundant in broccoli sprouts. So I always tell people get ground up broccoli sprouts, do a couple teaspoons a day, and you're just pushing that pathway. Um, it's it's a really important pathway for just uh, anti-aging too, because as you age, you make more. It's you become more inflamed. It's harder for your body to regenerate, and so pushing that pathway can really help quench those free radicals, um, causing the inflammation. And, uh, if you're doing just like general interventions, cruciferous vegetables, uh, like, uh, broccoli, cauliflower, kale, all those yummy guys, they, they contain, uh, the sulforaphane antioxidant, but then many other foods have it too. And, uh, like a uh, curcumin, resveratrol. Mm-hmm. So you can take a significant amount of, uh, I guess, supplement interventions to kind of increase that pathway. And it is really important for any person struggling with any kind of inflammatory issue. So it's a powerful pathway to kind of address.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And again, it's more good news, I think, for our listeners that um, uh, it just reinforces the idea we talked about before, where you do have control over your DNA and producing these good enzymes, these good proteins inside of your body. And and we don't need chemicals to do it we don't need a drug to do that uh we can do that through nutrition and it's it's going back to uh, you know a couple thousand years right going back to uh how things were used medicinally um hundreds if not thousands of years ago uh and and it's worked before and so i I think we're we're, we've come full full circle now um with with a lot of information and a lot of this is still emerging we're actually figuring out why these foods are good for us and exactly what's going on in our DNA so that's awesome stuff
1: and I don't know about you but I don't know any drugs that will turn on your nrf2 pathway (laughs) yeah yeah
0: that's that's where the drug companies are behind nutrition here and so I'd rather I'd rather do it through food I'm sure most people would everybody's DNA is different and and so uh um, you know, drugs may or may not be, be effective with people, whereas, you know, we, we know that good food and good nutrition is always effective. So that's awesome stuff. Well, we're about out of time, but I want to definitely thank you, Dr. Bay, for, uh, for joining us on Nutrigenomic Today. So our guest has been Dr. Kelly Bay out of New York, uh, who is a doctor of chiropractic, and also uh, she's a nutrition specialist and certified dietitian uh, nutritionist as well. And she is award-winning with the work she's doing there with, uh, with HIV patients, which I find just absolutely fascinating. So thank you again, Dr. Bay.
1: Thanks for having me. It was Great hanging out and talking about all this cool
0: stuff. Absolutely. All right. Well, you take care. This show has been produced by
1: market domination, LLC.